This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. What's up, everybody? It's the Weekly Sports Drop. Before we get started, we want to let you know how to follow us. You can follow us on Instagram. Just search the Weekly Sports Drop on Twitter, at Sports Drop Jocks. And you can always follow Robbie at Nowhere because Robbie doesn't have any social media. Well, I still I do, but I just don't use it anymore. I haven't deleted the accounts yet. Well, I mean, maybe you should start using it, Robbie. Yeah, it's overrated. I think I'm moving away from it. Anyways... Again, we haven't been around. We ha- it's been a couple. What? It's been like three weeks. Well, we were, we were just getting ready for the, this big game on Sunday. It's true. It's we true. had to. We had to start. We had to take a couple weeks. We had to dissect, decompress before the big football Mental season. Mental preparation. Comes Mental yes. preparation. I get it. I get it. But, well, so aside from the big, you know, what we're going to talk about, obviously, was just Miami LSU. I think uh, we want to recap. Not recap. We're going to preview that. I do want to recap what happened recently because we didn't get to talk about it last week, and I really wanted to talk about it last week. Was this whole situation with Urban Meyer and Ohio State oh, University? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm really pissed off about it. I'm really pissed off because basically what he got was a slap in the hand, slap on the hand. That's a slap on the wrist, however you want to call it. And I'm pretty pissed off because if it were anybody else, not really. Bullshit. Anybody anybody unsuccessful, they would have been fired. Anybody who hasn't had the pedigree of coaching that Urban Meyer bullshit. Because if it would have been Miami, I don't care. We're gonna we're gonna cuss on this one, all right? If it would have been Miami. Okay, if it would have been the Hurricanes, they would have been calling for our heads. They would have been calling to shut the program down. All right, so you tell me, Robbie, what you think is worse, right? The fact that a coach not only covered up the fact that one of his assistant coaches was physically abusing his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And got, you know, obviously got, uh, not subpoenaed, but got, a, I don't know if he got arrested for it or whatnot. But there was a complaint. There was a police report out for it. Never reported it, apparently, or didn't report it properly all right and he gets away with a three-game suspension now you're gonna tell me that what's worse domestic violence and all that or you've got a, a guy paying a kid giving a kid 1200 bucks to be able to eat and survive in college you tell me well look as far as morally as far as like you know real world situations obviously the domestic violence is way worse but in when it comes to ncaa rules technically Domestic violence is not an NCAA rule. Like you know, it's it's a life rule. It's it's way worse. But NCAA can't get involved with this decision. This is more of an Ohio State decision on morals and ethics, and not about. Urban Meyer technically didn't commit an NCAA violation. As 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 cruel as that sounds. What if it's it's a kid? What's what if it's a kid that plays for Ohio State? Let's say a J.K. Dobbins or what's his kid? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. One of their one of those kids. high, High level, high profile kid you know, slaps the crap out of his girlfriend or punches her or something, uh, a well, la we DeAndre see, we, Johnson. We, yeah, we've seen this happen with Florida State. Yeah, but State. DeAndre Johnson wasn't the starting quarterback. He, he was wasn't. Group. But, the was Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook, remember him? He had the, a similar situation. What happened to Dalvin Cook, though? Well, he's, he did nothing happened, basically. Nothing. Correct. Do you think it's the same thing that, that would happen to an Ohio State player as well? Or would he get kicked off the team? Would he, I, do you think Urban Meyer is either going to A? No, Urban Meyer, if, he, if, if Dwayne Haskins or J.K. Dobbins does that, Urban Meyer does not kick him off the team as he's shown his track record with Florida. Correct. But if 30, he took a third, 31 arrests while he was there, right? If he was a walk-on or a, or a eighth, the eighth string depth chart 
lineman, he's cut. He's dismissed. Well, well because scholarship. the high-profile players, the really good players on the team, have special treatment. And that it's it's like that everywhere. I understand that. But at the same time, yeah, it's, it's the same thing at Florida. How many of the 31 arrests did he actually – how many of those kids did he actually kick off the team? I don't. I don't know. So it was there, well. Look. Well, the best quote for you is that when Mo, Will Muschamp took over, when Urban Meyer had his heart attack or his fake heart attack or whatever, and had to resign. That's so full of crap. Uh, I believe Janoris Jenkins was the first kickoff off the team. That Will, Will Muschamp basically the first thing he did was kick Janoris Jenkins off the team. Well, that's Janor- Will Muschamp. But and then Janoris Jenkins said, if Urban Meyer was still here, I'd still be on the team because he knows how to win. He needs to. So there you go. I mean, that's just a perfect example of what the hell's going on with not only Urban Meyer, but you know what? The truth is, if you win in college football, then uh, you're not you're not susceptible to the same rules and the same issues that uh, some of these other programs get. Right, because if that happens here in Miami with Randy Shannon or with any other of the of the other coaches, Al Golden, if he's holding something back, and we're going six and seven or five and seven, whatever it is, chances are he's going to get fired. Right? He's he's getting let go. But if well, but if it, Al it, Golden it, is twelve and one, all right, and he's just coming off of an Orange Bowl win, is Al is Al Golden getting fired? Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. You see, with Ohio State. In order to fire him, if you're gonna, Urban Meyer has a lot of money left on that contract. He's he's signed through a long-term deal, and it's guaranteed. It's yeah, a, but I'm sure there's some clauses that allow them for them but not that's to where, have that, to pay that, him. That's right? where it gets tricky. You have to fire him for cause, and you have to prove it that you can fire him for cause. Let's say they fired Urban Meyer. You don't think Urban Meyer is gonna fight back with a lawsuit? And, and uh, so, but is he gonna win in this instance? Is he, he might. Win? They don't. They don't know that. The, the, the way the language is is worked out. They are not, I mean... It's crazy, though, because the last podcast that we had, we were talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about if he was going to get fired or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember what your stance was, but I said he's not going to get fired. I, I think we were both yeah, on think, agreement. We both agreed on that, right? And, and and it happened. And a lot of people were talking about he was going to get fired, and this is it. This is the end of Ohio State with Urban Meyer, blah, blah, blah. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen, Robbie. But I, I think it, it would have been taken a lot better. I think the three-game suspension wouldn't have been so ridiculed if it wasn't for his press cost, press conference afterwards. And the only thing I'll say... Well, right, because he didn't apologize to uh, to the lady. Yes, right? until, Courtney, until afterwards, Smith. until the day afterwards where everybody told him he should have apologized. And then he, oh, yeah. And I it was a half-ass apology. Pretty, pretty much. Honest, right? Now, I, I will say, the only thing I'll rip Urban Meyer for, I mean, he's done a lot of... The holes, only thing? Well, I mean, this one I'm of the things... I'm ripping Urban Meyer for everything. He's a piece of crap. I agree. I agree, but as, the, as far as a human being, he's a piece of crap. As a, as far as a human being, and you and you can make your point now, but I'm I'm thinking of this also, and I don't have any children. I know Robbie, you don't have any kids either. But if I, know if, if I have a kid, <laughs> 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 he knows of. Oh man, that's all. He's got a love child out there somewhere, guaranteed. Right? <laughs> um, but if it's my kid, if my kid's a, a a great athlete, a three, four, five star, whatever it is, he's a good athlete. He's getting recruited by by Ohio State. Do I want my kid playing for a guy who has no morals, no ethics, and and has this type of view on domestic violence, per se? No. Now, I know a lot of these kids and a lot of these players and, and even parents don't care. They don't care. They're like, listen, I don't care, man. My kid's going to go to the league. He's going to play for Ohio State. And Urban Meyer's the best coach out there. I don't care what his morals and his ethics are. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to raise my kid to respect women. I'm going to raise my kid that it's not allowable for you to do something like that to a woman. Verbally, physically, mentally, whatever the case is, you're not going to do well, that. So why be... am I going to send my kid no. to, to a program like that, right? Now, there's debate on what, what, how much he knew or how many. We pretty much know that he knows, but let's be clear that he, does, he was not the abuser. It was the wide receiver coach, Zach Smith. Now, he's not, not 
forgiving Urban it's Meyer. It's part of his program. He is the face of that program. Now, I, 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 said, I said it last week. Why would you risk your entire coaching career over a wide receivers coach is beyond me. I agree. Even though he's got that tie, the ties to his, his mentor. Well, because Zach Smith has naked pictures of <laughs> Urban Meyer banging a goat or something. <laughs> fired, up, fired up, Jazz. I'm, I'm fired up about it because I think it's it's horse crap. The same thing would not have happened at the University of Miami. This, put it, Penn State still has a football program. If if what happened at Penn State would have happened at Miami, I guarantee you Miami would not have a football program. Now, yeah, Penn State, they initially got four years of bull bands, and then after two years, they gave them, they, they reinstated Joe Paterno's wins, and they gave they knocked off the other two years it's of crap. bull bands. It's crap. It does get me fired up. I'm now, so, and, I, I, and because I am a Kings fan, if I wasn't a Kings fan, I wouldn't be this fired up. <laughs> but if this happens, it's the truth. It is what it is. But if if, if this happened at the University of Miami, we, we would be screwed. Now, we, I would have to go root for freaking... Uh, you know, for, for the University of Michigan or something. I don't well, know what. Well, but I will say, this is what I was going to say about Urban Meyer. The only thing, I mean, I, I mean, I'll rip him or whatever. But the fact that Urban Meyer didn't think he should have been suspended that was pretty. That was pretty hilarious well, to me. Because he's full of himself. I mean, I think Urban Meyer is incredibly lucky that he only got the three games. He should have just eaten it and said, "You know what? I was wrong. Three games." That's fine. Well, some other stuff has started coming out also about that that letter, right? It was a letter that came out. Yeah, and there's more so, text messages. I'm not sure what is that letter. What did that letter say, Robbie? Because I don't remember exactly what it was. Do you know? You know. I don't know. I, I, I know there's a letter that came out from the school talking about if this, then that, if he gets suspended or if he gets caught. Uh, it was something. Oh yeah, like Urban Meyer had given him a bunch of warnings, and he said, "Hey, like if you would, like it was it was at the strip club. The, the, it was actually in Miami." Yeah, and Tom Herman was at the yeah. strip club. Yeah, now that came out. That, yeah. that, that's <laughs> another thing. I mean, geez, another twist. Yeah. How far? How how deep does this? Uh, I'm pretty sure it goes pretty deep. Hole go, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, trying to think of the other Ohio State staff members have been hired to bigger jobs. I know Tom Herman went to Houston and then now is a coach at Texas. Right. But uh, but it was a uh, and def- well, def- I'm pretty sure Greg Schiano was on the staff still. He's still the defensive coordinator. He was supposed to go to Tennessee, but then things happened and they didn't hire him at Tennessee. Maybe something happened with that. Who knows? Who knows? What but it is. It, yeah, it, it does it does run pretty deep and and they're allegedly according to Brentman Murphy that Urban Meyer had told. This has nothing to do with domestic violence. This is more of the him going crazy at a strip club, spending six hundred dollars of, you know, I'm sure of school funds that's or. Not, oh yeah, because that's not. A I'm lot, pretty sure that's what, not a lot of money. I'm pretty sure the guy wasn't footing the bill for the six hundred. I think so, he was on somebody else's dime. Not a now. lot of money at a strip club, though, Robbie. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good amount of money, but eh, it's not really. I mean, I'm not a strip club expert. I would. Uh, me, six hundred. I mean, if I'm dropping six hundred dollars, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, if you're, oh, I mean, well, if I'm dropping six hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a lot too. If I'm dropping. I mean, six hundred dollars is, is a lot. Let's, I mean, let's be real here. Whatever. But he, either way, he wasn't his money that he was. There's no way he was dropping six hundred dollars. It ain't my money. money. I'm spending it. And that's probably what Zach Smith was thinking. <laughs> Speaking of Zach Smith, you were you were gonna say something? I think that he went on a rant on Twitter, right? Yeah. Well, he well he like apparently couldn't hold his silence anymore. You know, he had been getting attacked for you know weeks on weeks on end, and he he decidedly broke, and he. Couldn't handle it anymore, and he just went on. He started. He said, "Brett McMurphy, I'm gonna sue your ass." Well, he didn't say it in those words, but he was, it was pretty much like that. He was like, uh, well, "You Brett, ruined my life." McMurphy ruined my, is the one that that, that, that reported that, the story. That reported it, right? Yeah, he, and he's the one that dropped it. And he said, "Oh, you've you've ruined my kids' lives," and you know, he's playing. I've been playing that card, and he just went on and on and on and on. And he's like, "Oh, I never abused my wife or whatever." And it was kind of like a desperation, you know, hail mary on his part. Listen, dude. At some point, I mean. You've got all these. You've got all these. All these uh, reports. Yeah, you know, you've got a police. You got a, a police report out that's talking about how you did abuse, right? And and it's not the first one. It's not the first time. It's not the second time. 
<clears throat> even at one point, I think someone at, at Florida uh, told Courtney Smith, "Hey, drop the charges. Don't make this, you know, don't make this a huge deal because it's going to ruin Zach Smith's career." So the people, so the people at Florida are also a piece of work, right? I mean, they're they're a bunch of scumbags. Also, they hid this for I don't know how many years now, and at some point, the the head coach has to be liable, okay, for what his assistant coaches do that is a, a direct a direct uh what's the word i'm looking for direct uh it's a, it's a direct lie you want to no, say no but it's 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 a direct reflection yeah right of, oh by the way i was pulling up those of what of what the coaches i think did he delete, did he not delete his tweets are they still up he might have kept them up there does he still have them up i mean oh, why, no, yeah, why yeah, would yeah. you take them down Oh no! Yeah, they're they're still. Oh, if they're, you're gonna talk crap, if you're gonna talk crap, and you're gonna and you're gonna kind of state your case, you're gonna, you don't want to take those tweets down. Those are those tweets gonna hurt you in a court of law? Probably not, right? You're def, you're trying to defend yourself, saying that you didn't do it. So, I will keep them up. I'm gonna see. I'm pulling up the I'm pulling up the article right now. He has so many tweets. Like anyway, so Urban Smith gets three. Urban Meyer. I'm sorry, Urban Smith. Um, <laughs> I'm putting Zach Smith and Urban Meyer together. Urban Meyer gets a three game suspension. All right, so he's gonna miss all the game. He, he's gonna miss a TCU game, which could be a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much it's really going to affect Ohio State University, considering the first two games are kind of cupcake teams. But honestly, you know, you know what else kind of got me? What else pissed me off a little bit about this whole thing is how Ohio State was, you know, the whole entire team, fans, everybody was outside of 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 the school, kind of cheering on Urban Meyer, hoping that he didn't get. You know, he didn't get well, they're suspended, just, they're just, they're, rooting I mean, for their school. Eh, you know, at, at some point, you got to have some respect, some self-respect, and not go out there and, and look like a bunch of ass clowns, you know, rooting for, for, you know, for Urban, Urban Meyer not to get any type of punishment, knowing that he's, you know, he's lying. He's, he was he was holding back. But, I mean, I think this is, those are just this, – that's just fandom coming out. They're just hoping that their coach didn't do it, that, that he's innocent. Well, typical stupid Ohio State fans. Well, I mean, look, look let's, let's be real here. If we had a successful – I'm not going to be outside and with a with a picket, you know, with a sign saying, hey, don't, Mark, you know, don't fire Al Golden or – well, I wanted Al Golden God, but I'm saying don't fire Mark Rick. If Mark Rick did something like this, I'm not going to be that person out there looking like a complete douchebag. You know, out there doing this. I'm not. I'm just not so going to do it. <laughs> that Robbie's not used to all these bad words. Although today I heard, I heard douchebag on the air. I don't care. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Well, was our station? Yes. Was I mean, it had to. I'm not name who it was. Well, it, it had to have been not local. It had to have been. Uh, it was local. It was. Wait, it was. Uh, oh, I know who it is. It then was, it was local. It was only one person. Who? It, it may. Uh, it may. His last name is something similar to an iceberg. <laughs> Is it that? No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him? Uh, no, and this was today. Him. Yeah, it was today. So there you go. And so it had to be in the AM. It had to be in the AM. It a- was AM. No, no, no. It was midday. Wait, we, we said it? No, not you guys. The other midday. Anyways. Oh, oh, okay. But now, oh, I see. I see what you did. That's, that's fine. That's okay. Anyways, <laughs> getting to the, the most important topic of the, uh, of the day. Big game this weekend. Finally, college football is back. Here we go. Right, brown, the... Sunday night, it's going Sunday down. Sunday night, baby. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that because Miami Hurricanes take on LSU. In case you guys are wondering what the hell we're talking Dallas, about, Dallas, Texas, Jerry World, Jerry's World. The only game on that day. Yeah. So I mean, well, 
Is it the only game on that day? Yes, on it, Sunday. It is the only it, football the only game, game of any level on that day. So nobody has an excuse. Go out to your local bar, go watch the game, and stay home and watch it. And the next day is on Labor Day, so if you want to get hammered and you don't have to yeah, work get tomorrow. get completely hammered. Get completely um, toasted and, and just enjoy it. Enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to be nervous all day, Why man. are you so nervous about well, it? Well, because, you know, if the game was on a Saturday night, you know, I'd have what other games to watch in the meantime as I try to get ready for this game. On okay. Sunday... There's nothing to watch going up to the, leading up to the game. So I'm just going to be nervous, pacing around, <laughs> sweating so bullets. The yeah, really kicks. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Robbie, what are you doing? I'm just walking back and forth in front of my block at home, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I'm like, I'm going to be like, dude, just sit down. It's going to be so right? nervous. Have a beer or something. Relax, man. <laughs> like 12, if I do that, I'm going to have like 12 beers. Like, uh, By the time the game starts, <laughs> Robbie's in the hospital getting his stomach pumped. And I miss the game. <laughs> oh, my I mean, it's it's it's. I Listen, mean, it's exciting though, man. I mean, look, you know, I I have I have I'm very I, for some reason I feel like really really confident about this game. I think Miami is gonna handle LSU, but at the same time, LSU is this kind of team that can all of a sudden just do what SEC teams do. They're just gonna dominate. I mean, they got big boys. They've got they've got five star recruits, four star recruits all over the field. And they got two potential right? top top five picks in, right. on defense. Okay, so a Devin White and Greeny Williams, mm-hmm. right? Okay, they've they've got a, a very good defense. They've got a great secondary to match up against our great wide receivers. So I think it's gonna be a great matchup. I don't think uh, while I am confident about the game, I don't think it's gonna be this kind of blowout game that maybe some people are talking about, where you know we're gonna win by three or four touchdowns oh no way no i don't think so at all i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a close game for two and a half quarters three quarters uh, and i think that, I, I think the talent that miami has because i still do think that miami's a more talented team than lsu i think at one point it's it's gonna start to show up and miami may be able to run away and and, and get a 10 10 point win 17 point win out of this i think the whoever gives up twenty points in this game is going to lose this ball game. I, I think. So you it's, think it's going to be a battle of the defense? Yeah, it's going to totally else. be a battle of the defense. I'm not. You know, I can see that. I can see that. I like Malik Rozier. I know. I know he had his moments last year, and then at the end, he kind of. I think he's a better quarterback than he was last year, man. I, I'm just thinking. The last thing I remember of Malik Rozier is those last three games. Unfortunately, well, of course, that's what everybody remembers. That's, that's the last thing in their head. He completed like 41% of his passes and yada, yada, yada. He's a different guy now. He's He's got another year under his belt in this system. He's got all his – he's got his guys back. He's got Amon Richards back. Right? He's got Travis Homer for the whole year. All right? He's been able to kind of gel with his with his players a little bit more. I, I think he's going to be a different player. His, his offensive yeah. line is better. I mean, that's, that's the key. Line. Can they run the ball in LSU? If they could run the ball in LSU, well, I'll feel a lot better about this game. Front, uh, on the front it's set, SEC right? defense. Yeah. We we've seen it before. But this is not their most talented LSU team. This is an this is an average. Uh, they've got their five star talents, but they don't have. Uh, our coaching is superior to theirs, if you ask me. All right, uh, I, I think the only ones that could really match up are are Dave Aranda and and Manny Diaz on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. Which that's why I'm agreeing with you on that. It, it might be a defensive battle. It definitely might be. I just think at the end of the day, our athletes on the offensive side of the ball are going to be able to do something. You know, they're going to be able to pull away at the end. You know, we've got more speed, maybe not the size. I mean, LSU has some big boys. That's what they're known for, right? Having their big players up front uh, and, and having, you know, big physical wide receivers, big physical running backs. Who's their running back? Nobody knows who the hell their running back is. Guy's got two last names. I don't even remember what his name is. Mm. All right. Who is he? They've got Leonard Fournette there. Did you know that? 
They have a Leonard Fournette. A Leonard Fournette. Not a Leonard Fournette. A Leonard. I don't know if there's any relation. I'm going to say there is some sort of relation. It might be his, his, his younger brother or, or, I think his, it uh, is. You know, or his cousin or whatnot. But um, and the, I, I just don't think they have the athletes to match with Miami. Now, my concern is four know, as great as the Canes' defense was last year, the number of plays they made, the turnover chain was out a bunch. My concern is the Canes are too reliant on turnovers, and they don't really get – Last year, at least towards the end of the season, they really couldn't get stops and force teams to punt like Wisconsin. Right. And, you know, look at the Virginia quarterback, Bankert, last year. Yeah, and made him look like a Heisman Trophy candidate. And then even the first, the first we were all making fun of that with Wisconsin quarterback, Stony Brook. Not Stony Brook, but uh, Horny Brook. <laughs> I said Stony Brook. Stony Brook. <laughs> <laughs> the university. Honest mistake. Honest mistake. Horny Brook, and he threw four touchdowns. And they were, it was just like, you know, they were just throwing them up there, and their receivers were making plays on our corners, and they just, there was nothing the kids could do about it. I know Joe Burrows, he's a transfer from Ohio State, and there's a lot, a lot of unknown about him, and the, the automatic assumption is that the Canes are just going to destroy Joe Burrows, and I'm not so sold. If they get pressure on Joe Burrows, I'll be happy. But that's And I think they will get pressure. He's not he's not as mobile and as fast as a guy as a guy like Malik Rozier. I think that's I think that's what Malik Rozier is going to bring this year. Well, this game, more than anything else, is his ability to be able to move out of the pocket and make some plays with his legs. I think he's going to have to in order for Miami to to be successful on offense. He's going to have to get out of the pocket. He's going to have to make some plays with his legs, whether it's getting out of the pocket, rolling out and making a nice throw, or you know his re, uh, run pass option and, and, and going out and ke- getting a couple yards with his legs. I think he's going to have to. I think the running game is going to have to uh, be able to control the line of scrimmage. And um, it's gonna be a field position game. This is one of those. We got an opportunity. We got a shot. We got a shot to really do some damage to, to kind of you know make a statement out there that we're for real. I mean, an SEC an SEC team is an SEC team. If you're if you're on the 50 yard line, uh, like in normal in normal situations, or let's say you're on the opposing 45, and it's like fourth and two and fourth and three, normal situations tell you, you should probably go for it. But in this kind of game, I think field position is going to be more important, and then maybe a punt. Well, I be think so because we have to. Re- I mean, our defense is very good. Our defense is one of the top ten defenses in the nation, if you ask me. And that might be a successful drive, getting it down to the fifty. No, and absolutely, absolutely. It, 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 it would be. Uh, would, I won't take it all day. We eventually want him to score, but. Yeah, but it, you have to play field position, especially early on in the game. Can't take too many shots. You gotta. You gotta be able to. Uh, make them go the length of the field. Make them go the length of the field and and disrupt their offense, and, and, and that's the way you're going to cause turnovers, and you're going to be able to stop them on third. I think the biggest issue is the biggest issue was is not being able to get off the field on third down. That's that's the if problem. they can fix that, which I, I kind of feel like they they will. On both right? sides of the ball, by the way, the third down absolutely. is the biggest question mark. Absolutely, absolutely. If they can fix that, they can correct that from a year ago. I got a good feeling about this game. Now, how, how good of a feeling are you going to be if the Canes are down by one or two? Two seconds left. A Bubba Baxson is lining up for a 45-yarder to win the game. No way, man. I'm going for it. Daryl Langham. Would you... String, streaking down <laughs> the sideline. <laughs> throw, throw to Daryl Langham, Malik. That's it. From the 30-yard line with two <laughs> seconds left. Listen, Bubba Baxa. He has, might be good. He's got a great leg. Have you seen his YouTube yeah. videos? Yeah. The kid can, can swing that leg. Now, can, he, can he stay he's straight? he a hammer. That's the problem. Can he stay straight? Well, we have no I, idea. I know, he's a freshman. I know he's had a little bit of issues, uh, some issues in practice with his accuracy. But oh. he's young, and he can kick the ball 60, 70 yards. I mean, I've seen it in his YouTube videos. He's got a strong leg. You know, it, it, again, he's been through a whole entire camp now. 
I think it's going to be okay. But I would just say it's going to be a stressful right. feeling, especially if LSU calls well, timeout to ice know. the kicker, and we're just going to be it's going to be a freak out. Of course, because we don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, is it, it's good enough for you to draft him on your fantasy team. Well, that's because I had no other choice. You started taking everybody else on my fantasy team that I wanted. We did the degenerate thing. We did a fantasy football, uh, college uh, college football fantasy draft. We did that last night. And every time I put a Miami Hurricane on my queue, I said, you know what? He's going to last. First of all, it was a 14-team league, which is absolutely outrageous, and I'll never do it again. All right? 14-team league. And every time I put a Kane guy on my queue, Robbie would take him right before me. I think he had two picks in front of me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Robbie. Every time you take my damn player, he took Brevin Jordan from me, took DJ, DJ Dallas, and then he took Lorenzo Lingard. I mean, I, I, so I said, you know what? What the hell? You're not going to take this guy. And I took Bubba Bax. All right? Represent my kickers out there. What the hell? Why not? <laughs> that was he, a- I'm not going to be nervous. I'm going to be very confident because he's on my fantasy team. And that's it. And that's the end of that. Although, I think what's going what's gonna to get the jitters out is if maybe he has some opportunities during the game to kick a 30-yarder, a 40-yarder, and if he hits them, or or even, you know what, even if he misses a field goal, but he has the leg and he's not, like, missing 30 yards wide left or 30 yards wide right, I think it's going to give him that that motivation, that confidence. To So if he has to hit a big field goal at the end, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be all right. Uh, let, let's hope so, man. Let's hope so. I mean, you know what? I think the days are over of me being skeptical or of anybody that should be skeptical about the Miami Hurricanes not being able to come from behind or not being able to rally back. Or play on big games. Or, I think, or play I think, in big games. I think I, think I put that to bed too. Yeah, I have to. You have to at this point. Even though you know a lot of people are, are, are not convinced with Malik Rozier, he has proven, all right, whether it's whether it's Virginia, whether it's Boston College, eh, not Boston College, whether it's Georgia Tech, or Notre, uh, not Notre Dame, or, FS, or FSU, to, to be able to do it, and and sometimes you need to do it against the you know the the lower tier uh, teams, or and and he was and he proved that he was able to do it for that, and and against you know the better teams of the bigger games like FSU, I, I, and and I'm okay, I'm I'm confident in the fact that I think they'll be able to come from behind well, or to be able to play. You know, play down. Uh, you know, if they're down by a few points, and be able to come back. And look, win. and Malik Rozier doesn't make a mistake. Like, well, we, he's going to make mistakes, but I'm, I'm he saying is, he is. But if he doesn't, if he if he has zero interceptions or zero turnovers, I think the Kings win without a doubt. But the question is, the two or three interceptions that he he's tendency to throw sometimes. That's yeah, he's got to stay away from making those stupid plays, so stupid throws, and he has a tendency to do that. I agree. I mm. agree with you. I, I, if he's learned. And he understands what's what's. Well, I believe Mark Rick said, him, I think "Don't right. turn a bad play into a catastrophic play." You know, if you're, if you're, I mean, that's that's what that's what told Malik Rozier from day one. In the in the Golden Regime, they would try to tell him to make a play, but in Rick in the Rick Regime, it's more of like, "Hey, there's nothing there. Throw it away." Right. Don't try to be a hero. Look, I I think also Coach Rick, you know, understands his team. He's got he's got a lot of depth on the team now on offense and on defense, both uh, wide receivers. Excuse me. The wide receivers are stacked now. All right, you've got a lot of depth at wide receiver. Our starting, our starting wide receivers are healthy. Finally, Lawrence Cager is healthy. Amon Richards is healthy. You got the speedy Jeff Thomas, um, who's healthy. I know he was dealing with some issues as well um, towards the end of the year. I think at the beginning of camp, everybody's healthy now. There was a point, and Mark Rick was talking about this, where <clears throat> at the beginning of camp, Amon Richards wasn't going 100. percent It looked like he was kind of favoring one side over the other because of his knee and his Achilles issues or whatnot. And then after one practice, he just 
turned the Jets on and didn't look back from there. And he looks and he's been looking great. That's what I like to hear that he's going full force. He's going 100% in practice and he's not missing a beat and he's and he's dominating in practice. Plus, you got guys that are going to make an impact this year, you know, uh, as far as the depth and wide receiver. Uh, kids like Mark Pope, who apparently is looking good. You still got Mike Hartley, who's who's coming back this year as well. You know, and some other guys, Brian Hightower is another one that's, I think, number two on the second team uh, depth chart now at one of the uh, spots on wide receiver. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine there. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't think there's a drop off, number one. And number two, if anything, there's actually an improvement at tight end from Michael Irvin to Brevin Jordan. And Will I mean, Mallory tight, is and tight, end Mallory, tight end number two. Correct. And, you know, and, and I understand Palendi is, is, of fit, you know, on the official depth chart as number two splitting with it's either Brian Palendi or Will Mallory. Chances are Will Mallory's gonna, yeah, I mean, he's a playmaking tight end. And you know what else I'm really excited to see? The bring, they're bringing back the fullback. Chalk Gray's yes. gonna be a starter. They also yes. brought in Realist George, a true fullback. Here, here's what's exciting about that you got some short yardage, some fourth and goal, you got a fourth and one, you got third and short. You can use a big package. You bring in Realist George as your fullback and Chalk Gray as your running back. Oh man, that's gonna be exciting! I like that. I, I mean, look, the, the power other... running game is coming back to Miami, and I'm what, excited about one that. One thing also. the Canes were really, really bad at last year. What was it? Third and two, third, and, third, third and three, third and or three. It was a ridiculously low percentage, worse than the like maybe the second worst in the it country. Was, it was, it was, it was yeah, like one nineteen out of one twenty. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. It was really. Bad. I'm, I'm excited to see that. And you know that Realist George is a favorite on our show. <laughs> <laughs> right? He 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 looks he looks as old as his jersey number, but he's still stuck. <laughs> by the way, he's wearing number forty four for for those of you guys that don't know. Yeah, I mean I'm excited about that. our running backs. Look, listen, Travis Homer is sneaky fast. Yeah. Okay, sneaky fast. He's strong. He's a powerful running back. He likes to run in between the tackles, and he can bump it outside. Is he still going to be on special teams? Well, <laughs> That's his he, thing. He might be a kick returner, and, uh, yeah, he might be a flyer. That might be interesting. You know, he, he, wore, he wore the he turnover chain last year. Team. Yeah, he wore the turnover chain he last did. year. DJ Dallas is our number two running back mm-hmm. who can play the slot. All right, anytime he touches the ball, not the fastest guy on the field. Makes people miss, but he makes plays. Anytime he touches the ball... I feel like he can score or get a lot. You see of a wildcat package. Like we're gonna see the wildcat package. I think it's I, I think it's important to see the wildcat package because I think it's gonna throw in a wrinkle in that offense. It's important because number one, he can run it. He can throw it too. He was a quarterback in high school. Yeah. So I, I can see him doing that. Not that I want him to do but let's that. Not, let's not get too cute in but, this game. Yeah. But but I'm saying I mean. This is not a game where you can kind of test out, you know, your 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 third string offensive lineman. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna have to execute. And you're gonna have to bring out stuff that that maybe you would normally save for your third, fourth, fifth game when you start getting into conference uh, games or when you start getting into no holding the, back. You know the meat. No, there's no holding back. I mean, you you probably would show are gonna show a lot of stuff that you would probably sh- wait to show, like when you when you face uh, Florida State, right? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to do that. I you, just can I say one thing? Yeah, you can say two. The things. Canes are playing the big game. Say two things. They're they're playing a big game, a uh, first game of the season. Yes. Normally, uh. The first, everyone says you got to play a cupcake the first game of the season. Please, Canes fans, if the Canes were to lose on Sunday, do not Keep say coming out to the games, please. No, no, no that's not where I was going. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was that wouldn't be a problem because I think the most of the season tickets have been sold out already. Right. What I'm saying is, do not come out and be like, "What are we doing playing LSU the first game of the season? Why aren't we playing Savannah State first? Why aren't we playing a scrub week one? Because I know that's, that's what's going to happen. If the Canes were to lose, that's what's going to happen. you got to play a cupcake to start the season, bro. What are you doing? Why are you playing out of conference LSU? It's not a neutral field, bro. It's a Dallas. It's way closer to them. 
What are you doing? That that's I I hope that doesn't come out because that would be really soft and mentally weak on Kane's fans if they do that. I'm not gonna say that. I like the fact that they're playing. LSU. I like it too. You know, <laughs> get, it, get it going early. Get it going early. You know, start playing these big teams, and 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 show and show how good you really are. Show how good you really are. You know, make make that number eight that number eight ranking matter. You know, make it matter. I mean, make look, Alabama matter. does it every year. I mean, this year Louisville, not the same Louisville as last year, but uh, the the reason we got why- an absolute clown in the studio next to us, <laughs> a real clown. <laughs> that guy, he's not. He's not have you seen the Practical yeah, Jokers? Yeah, of course. Because well, there's there's always they have a, they have a skit that they do where they. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't like to hear a Florida Gator chant the U. But there, bad luck. there's a skit that they do that where where they're doing a focus group and one of the impractical jokers. See, now he's gonna now he's gonna die. <laughs> there, there's a hidden glass. There's like a hidden glass behind the. the they're, they're doing a focus group and they're asking him questions like, "Hey, what kind of phone do you use?" Whatever. And the other three guys are behind the glass and they, and they have to do stuff like that to try to get the other joker to laugh. And if he laughes, and for every time he laughs, it's, a, it's a, you know it racks right, up. They get, they get a point or they lose that. They lose that a challenge. point. Yeah, yeah. I love impactful jokers. That's that's really. So that's, fun. that was that was happening over here. There's a guy. There's a guy that works with us, Jason. Yeah, he went to San Diego. He, yeah, he went to San Diego and he performed with them and stuff. That was kind of cool. So yeah, that's the, that was going on for those of you not you know, obviously we're on radio. That was Sean, our, our big boss, coming in here to the other side of the glass and making, you know, clown noises, trying to get us to laugh while we're on the air. Impractical Joker style. Yeah, Impractical Joker style. So, back, yeah, so Alabama, they always play a tough game the first game of the season. They all play those neutral site games, whether it's in Atlanta, whether it's in Orlando or Dallas or whatever. And Nick Saban wants to know. He flat out said, we want to know where we're at and what we need to do better. Right away in the first game of the season, because you play Savannah State or whoever week one, you're going to look really good. And you're going to think you have nothing to fix. You're like, oh, man, we were cruising. Everything looks good. At least now you know. Listen, Win or lose. Listen, if Miami if Miami comes out and they dominate LSU, the way that I'm hoping that they do, I mean that that makes a huge statement in college football. It, it, for me, it gets them that clo- that much closer to the Clemsons of the world, to the Alabamas, and say, you know what, we're right there with you guys, right? Because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we've been good the last couple of years. But we're, we were nowhere near, you know, the, the talent level that LSU, uh, that, that Clemson had or that Alabama did. And that's why we got stopped by them, you know, when we played them. I think this year may be a different story. I don't know. I don't know if we can beat Clemson yet. Well, let's not worry. Let's not worry. We, don't have, to, we don't have to worry about that To yet. be honest with you, I want I, – I, I'm not – I don't want them to worry about something like that. I want yeah, them, can't think I want them to go out. I want them to execute the way they need to, the way they should, and – Go out and beat LSU first, like they should. Period. First of all, Clubs has no guarantee to get out of the Atlantic Division. That's another thing. I don't, know, I don't know if they're as good as people think they, they, they are. Got, to be honest they, with I you. mean, think about Kelly Bryant. The, the defense might, is. They got the best defense no, in the country. Defensive line, you know, right? no yeah, doubt. The best, best defensive line in the country no, and, and no, great linebackers. Without a doubt. But Kelly Bryant, they, he wasn't guaranteed to be the starter this year because no. they did bring in this Trevor Lawrence, his five star recruit. Right. And they got took this up. They got to go at Florida State this year. It's not Florida, last year. Florida State was that, you know, James Black. Yeah, they got DeAndre Francois. Is, is there any faker way. quarterback controversy than the one that happened to Florida State? Wasn't it obvious that DeAndre Francois was going to start? That was all just to make as Virginia. As long as Tech, he's healthy, he's starting. Of yeah, course. That's, that was all to make Virginia Tech play get, guess which quarterback the Florida State's going to bring out there on Monday night. Yeah. So, no, but yeah, not that it worked. Whatever. So yeah, you can't you can't worry about Clemson whether they're as good as Clemson or not. You just got LSU, and that's it. That's all you got to worry about right now. You be, just be better than LSU. You don't have to be Clemson today, no, this weekend. Correct. You you're right. To, you're not. You're not going up against Clemson. You're going up against LSU. And I have a question for you, Jazz. How are they going to rotate these defensive linemen? I mean, Greg, is Gregory Rousseau going to start? You got well, Jackson. Look, I heard the press conference that uh, Mark Richt had. Uh, I don't. I, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. Yeah, the depth chart. Right yeah. now, your starting your starting bookends are Joe Jackson and Jonathan Garvin. 
those are the starting ends mm-hmm. right now. Uh, your <clears throat> your inside guys, your defensive tackles right now, it's Pat Bethel and uh, Gerald Willis. No, Gerald Wilkins, yeah. Yeah, uh, Gerald Willis, Willis. Willis. So those are your starting inside yeah, defensive tackles right now. How they're going to rotate, I don't know. Mark Rick did say, Coach Rick did say in, in his uh, recent pod, uh, podcast, in his recent, pre- <laughs> <laughs> in his recent podcast, in, in his recent well. press conference that uh, Gregory Rousseau is, is going to get a lot of playing time. He's going to play, and he's going to play a lot. And I can see that. I mean, that kid is really good. I mean, he's flashed, you know, this this uh, uh, in training camp. He's flashed some, and he's made some really, really nice plays. It's a big dude. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Not very, you know, big as far as, you know, weight-wise. I think he's like 225, mm-hmm. 230. Maybe he's a bit bigger now. Maybe he's about 240. Uh, but he's strong. He's fast. And apparently he's he's ready to play now. So I can see him rotating a lot. Demetrius Jackson is back as well. He's kind of like that Trent Harris guy for me. Okay, he's yeah. a little bit bigger than Trent Harris. But he's kind of like that Trent Harris with me kind of uh, kind of. Uh, kind of guy with the, you know lunch pail attitude. He just comes out there and he works hard. He makes plays. He's a big dude. I can see. I can see sometimes when they use like their their speed rush package, maybe moving him inside. Demetrius Jackson moving mm-hmm. him inside, putting a a Rousseau, a, a what's the kid from South Dade? Um, kid that is hybrid linebacker end. Jeez, uh, uh, I can't remember his name now. Um, South Dade guy. Joiner, Patrick Joiner. Patrick Joiner. Oh, apparently he's gonna get a little play wow. as well as an, as a rush end, kind of like an edge guy. Uh, so uh, there's, listen, I'm okay with our defensive tackles also because right behind right behind those two is John Ford, and you've got Nesta Silvera who's yes, apparently sir. making some really nice plays in, in practice. Jordan Miller is another kid. Uh, am I, I'm missing some. Oh, Scott Patchen is another Scott one who's Patchen. back. He's healthy. When he was playing, when he made a couple plays against FSU last year, he looked really – not last year, the year before, and then he got hurt. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries, but but I think we're deep. We're solid at, at both the, the ends and the defensive tackles. I can see him switching out a lot. Now – Joe Jackson's – I mean, he's the be- he's one of the best he's one of the defensive best. ends in the country. And so, I mean, so, there's just got to get he's, pressure. He's playing with a – I don't know if he's going to play with a brace on, but apparently he had some oh, issue no. with, with his elbow, but uh, kind of like what um, – uh, Zach McLeod played yeah. last year, so I, but I think he'll be all right. And you got the linebackers, Pickney, and best uh, linebackers, best trio in the country, if you ask me. And I know I understand it. It sounds quarterback, Pickney, and but uh, can you McClough. give me a better a better linebacker? I mean, Clemson may have the defensive line. Defensive but, line, yes, yeah. I'll give it to them. Yeah, but linebackers, it's Miami, and everybody uh, in the country says it. Yeah, I don't it's not just us. Now let's see if they can handle Our secondary. It's one of the best secondaries in the country, also. Well, yeah, Jaquan Johnson, Jaquan Johnson, and Mike Jackson. Both of those guys are. Could be a possibility that they're. You got Red Wine, and uh, you got Red Wine, who's who should have been playing safety to begin with, mm. right? But now he's gotten that much better. He's increased his speed. He's a lot faster. He's a very good safety. And apparently Robert Knowles, right behind him, has gotten a lot better as well. I wasn't very convinced with Robert Knowles. He he didn't make a lot of plays last year. He looked kind of lost. Yeah. Apparently he looks he looks pretty solid. Now we got that striker position. As well, mm-hmm. Romeo Finley, I think, is is is. is that the make of Fitzpatrick? The starting, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like the the Myron role. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Position, you know, that rover striker position, and uh, apparently it's Romeo Finley with uh, Derek Smith right behind him. So, you know, we'll see. And uh, and and uh, since we're going through the depth chart, concerned or not concerned, Jazz? Backup quarterback. It's not for sure. Nikosi Perry, like everyone would thought would be. It's Cade Weldon, or he said Cade Weldon. Or and Kosi Perry's a backup. So if something were to happen to even for a play, let's say Malik Rozier's helmet comes off and he has to come out for a play, who's coming in? Is it Cade Weldon or is it Nikosi Perry? And by the looks of that, doesn't that look like Jaron Williams has got, got to be redshirting? Well, 
here's a good thing about the whole red shirt. So you get four games out. Now you got four games. So now you can kind of throw them into the fire next game against Savannah State. Now, can you play any four games, or it has to be? The, it's only the first four games. No, I, I think you can play any four games. So you can like play one game and then play another couple, couple, couple games as later. As long as it's four or less, yeah, yeah. I think you're fine. Uh, that's what I like about this new rule, which I, it makes it makes a lot of sense for me. You know, to be able to get get your guys in, get get them some playing time, get them accustomed to the to the speed of the game, and this is where I think it benefits us from a quarterback perspective. Number one, yeah, from what they're saying, I haven't seen them practice again. I don't know, but uh, from what I'm from what I hear them saying, Cade Weldon and the Kelsey Perry are not are not separating themselves from each you know other. from each other. So here's here's where what i would do is if if we needed to here's why i would go with nikosi perry over Kate weldon the ability to make plays with his feet i think Cade weldon is i think a more polished passer maybe right now but the concern with nikosi perry is definitely the him not understanding the offense not, not learning understanding the, play, the offense but not learning the playbook but he may be and he's going to be more susceptible to creating plays and kind of, you know, plays breaking down. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tell you, if a play breaks down with Cade Weldon, I'm not saying he can't run the ball. I'm not saying he can use his, 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 he can't use his legs to escape the pocket. But have you seen Nikosi Perry with his move, move around and move around outside the pocket? I've seen some plays that he can make with his legs. And I think that's what would separate him per se from, from Cade Weldon right now coming in before Weldon. If it was, if it was an opportunity, if it was a, you know, if it was a, a decision where it wasn't going to depend so much on, you know, how much pressure teams were getting on our offensive line, where you, you had to escape the pocket a lot, if that if that wasn't as big a, a concern, then I can see Cade Weldon playing. But if you're asking me who is going to be more prone to making a bigger play, it's Nikosi Perry, and I think at that point, balls to the wall. You got to go with you got to go with the guy that's going to make more plays. And I think the guy that could possibly make more plays is Nikosi Perry. He's got a strong arm. He's still a strong arm. Yes, he doesn't know he doesn't know the offense probably as well as Cade Weldon. But I don't know if that's going to make a big difference when you got your backup quarterback in, anyways. Make plays. Go out there, sling the ball around. If you got if, if there's a breakdown in the pocket, roll out, make some plays with your legs. And I think Nikosi Perry has a better shot of doing that than Cade Weldon. That that, 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 that's a fair answer. But even Mark Ritt, he tells me maybe he's keeping LSU guessing, or maybe maybe bring someone in on a sub package. But uh, yeah, from 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 what everybody is saying, Jaron Williams is not ready yet because he doesn't have that touch on the ball. He, I think he's he got a cannon. Though. I think he understands the playbook a lot better than mm-hmm. than people think. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he's ready from from uh, from a poise perspective, right? I, I don't think he has a good feel in the pocket yet. Again, his touch. Is lacking right now. He's got the best arm, I think, out of all of them, out of all the quarterbacks. But you know, if, if he's if 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 a, if a if a tight end is running a five yard out and he's throwing the ball 102 miles an hour at him, is there there there's a there's an you know opportunity for him to drop the ball? He's not making the plays. He's not making the right reads. That could be an issue. So I'm gonna stay away from Jaron Williams and give him a, give him another year to kind of progress and get better, and maybe put him in in a game where we're winning by you know four or five. And, and the, the, we can we could talk all day about what they do next year. You know, when you have a, a redshirt sophomore in Nikosi Perry and possibly a redshirt freshman in Jaron Williams, they're one year apart. Right. Somebody's gonna be on the bench for multiple years in a row. Well, no, chances are you're gonna see one of them transfer out. One of the three. Well, I think Jaron. Well, since Nikosi Perry's a year ahead of Jaron Williams, I think there's a 
potential that Nikosi they both stay just because Jaron Williams no eventually. I can see Cade Weldon transferring out. Yeah, maybe Cade Weldon. I can see but that. if Jaron Williams, well, one of them a, is going to transfer out. But I, I, think, I can tell you. But if Jaron Williams becomes a starter, then I, you could definitely see a scenario in which Nikosi Perry. He knows if, if he's if Jaron Williams is super good, then he only he has almost no chance to get on the field unless yeah, there's an injury. If the competition, if there's a quarterback competition next year with Perry and Williams, and, and Williams is that close, and they give the nod to Jaron Williams, I can see. By the way, next year we're going. Yeah, we're going. We're going. Where do you want to go? Next year. At this time next year. What's happening next year? What is it? What time is it next year? Next year at this time. This, this first, un- game of the season? first game of the season. Where is the first game of the season? Don't tell me it's the Gators. It is the Gators. In Orlando. In Orlando. We're going. Orlando. We're, going. we're carpool. Lot, it's a lot cheaper airfare or we can drive. Yeah. <laughs> so Road trip. Guaranteed. We can leave whenever we want. It's gonna, we're going to do our show from over there. How you know that? what? Oh, yes. Mm, I'm so excited. Can we skip this year? <laughs> fast forward just put me in a fast simulator forward. fast forward put me in the orange bowl game because i know that the hurricanes are going to make the orange bowl game semifinal. Ooh, whoa yeah. look at that like that prediction they're now, making the playoffs all right guys they're making the playoffs. i mean they might not get slotted in the orange bowl unless unless they're the number one ranking because if they're, if they're like two or th- if they're like three or four it's, it's one of the semifinal games yeah it is one of the semi but but uh it all depends on the ranking right it all depends on who's ahead of them like it's, it's the orange bowl and who else is it this year i believe it's the orange bowl and the cotton bowl it's yes. So if Alabama's number one, man, they, they could put Alabama and the in the final. Co- the finals in San Francisco, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. But if the Canes are number four and Alabama's number one, they might play the game in the Cotton Bowl, and the Canes would have to play in the Cotton Bowl. So the other semifinal would be in the Orange Bowl. But Whatever. All right. But that would be that would be a great situation either way. In the, in the semifinals. Robbie, what do you think about this game? Give me a. I hate doing predictions. Yeah, I hate doing uh, it too. You know, I'll I'm give not, you a score. I won't tell you who's gonna win. No. I think it's Tell me who's gonna win. I rather t- I don't like scores. I like wins better. I like wins better than scores. <laughs> oh my goodness! The Kansas three. Are, you, the, are the, you are you gonna use this reverse reverse psychology crap? On I mean, I, you see, that's the thing. If I pick against the Canes, I don't want to do that. I'm being a hater. And but if I pick the Canes, I you, risk I risk you, the jinx. You already get it on the radio all the time. How much of a hater but I don't want to do that anymore. I hated doing that. Well, then but I, I mean, I was it. I was glad you know the Canes are winning and proving me wrong. But I, I didn't want to be this evil guy. I think the Canes win by more than ten points. How about that? I don't think it's that. No, no, I don't think that happens. You think it's less? Yeah, I mean the Canes. I think it's gonna be a three-point game, I three or four-point game. game. I think it's a ten-point game. I'll go with a ten-point game. I won't say more than ten points. I'll say a ten-point game. So they're gonna cover the three and a half points. I'm gonna spread. say it's like a twenty-seven seventeen game or something like that. That's a lot of points for that for that game. Well, if, if, I'll, I'll take it, it. I don't. I'll take, I, I'll I don't take. think people are giving the Miami Hurricanes offense enough credit. You're right. They're loaded on offense, man. Even even Brevin Brevin Jordan is a legitimate tight end in the in the country right now he's a legitimate tight end he's very very good and people don't give him enough credit because he's young because he's a freshman and a kid like will mallory is another one will mallory you you can spread him out now you're going to cause a lot of confusion on that offense all right you could put in you could put jeff thomas to come on an end around you could put him at the running back you can do the same thing with dj dallas and you can start him off as a running back motion him over to the slot i mean there's a lot of things that they can do on offense i'm really excited about this offense i think malik rozier is a better quarterback i think our offensive line is better with navon donaldson as our right tackle as opposed to our right guard our center tyler gothier is a monster he's he has a mullet and that just tells me everything i need to know about that kid he has a mullet and he and he shaves in usa on his head I mean, what's not to love about a kid like that? Tyree St. Louis, solid at left tackle. Um, uh, the only the only suspect I have, because I saw some videos of him getting pushed around, is Jahir Jones at left guard. But I think he's okay. And worst comes to worst, a kid like Delone Scaife is going to come in and dominate it. I think he's that good. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm confident with, with the offensive line. 
<laughs> and if you hear that in the background, that's our cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> Sean the boss. Anyways, I think that's the, cool. I, I think the Hurricanes win by ten. All right. And you got four points? I got four points. 27-23. No, it's 21-17. 21-17. All right, whatever. No, we're just throwing – those, those numbers throwing... don't even mean anything, all right? Those numbers don't even mean anything. All right, well, at least we're both uh, we're both on the cane train. Are we going to watch the, the game together, Robbie? We'll see. You need a freaking haircut, bro. I'm, like, I'm waiting for my guy to call me. Where's a spot barbershop when we need him? Well, you, in fact, we actually called you guys out. I know. I know. I got it. Trust me. I got the email. <laughs> I got the email. felt so weird. I was like, oh, I... oh God. Anyways, uh, <laughs> are we going to put this up over there? Let's... What do you think? Well, you we should probably sign off first. Well, obviously. What do you think? I can tell the people where to listen to us. Yeah, tell the people where to listen to you. You know what? You can listen to us. All right, so that's going to do it for us All right, tonight. You can probably find us on sportsovertime.com. We'll, we'll put up the podcast there shortly. But you can also listen to us on the five net five. What? Yes, on the five reasons. This is being sent in? Network patron podcasts. Whoa. All right, so check us out there on the patron podcast. You'll be able to listen to us. Uh, it'll be up uh, soon before the game, obviously. All right, and uh, obviously you can also find us on Twitter at sportsdropjocks. And on Instagram, just search the Weekly Sports Drop. And you'll be able to find us out there. Again, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Weekly Sports Drop with Robbie Campbell. This is Jazz Go Kane. Go Kane.